Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Previously on Cardiac. Welcome back to Erickson Stadium and many of the fans still here savoring the moment. The Carolina Panthers beating the Dallas Cowboys 29 to 10 and advancing in the NFC playoffs. It'll be on to St. Louis next Saturday to take on the Rams. Flicks again coming. DeLone pumps. He's got time. Throws down. Phil Smith at the 45 to the 40. It's Breaks over. free. It's 20, over. 10, 5. Touchdown. Woo. Touchdown, Steve Smith. And we are going to the NFC Championship game. Now it's getting real. I mean, you beat the Dallas Cowboys pretty handily. You beat the team that some most, I would say, thought was the favorite to win the Super Bowl. You knock them out in the next round. So you're walking out of there knowing you've got to go on the road, play a great Philadelphia team in the NFC title game. That is going to be very difficult. But now it's like you've won a game that nobody thought you were going to win. So nothing seems too big in that moment. The city of Philadelphia draws its name from two Greek words. Philio, meaning to love, and Adelphos, meaning brother. However, former Panthers player turned broadcaster Eugene Robinson knew all too well that fraternal love was elusive for outsiders. The fans, man, the fans don't like you, dude. You know where you stand with Philly fans, dude. They don't like you. They love their team and they don't like you. Even when we would play Philadelphia and I'm as a broadcaster, I would never fly my colors that I'm wearing. I never wore like Panther gear at all. Never did. Not in Philly. Panthers play-by-play announcer Bill Rosinski says in Philadelphia, apparel could not reveal outside allegiance. Leading up to going to Philadelphia, the people in the Panthers organization, a lot of staffers going to the game and they were told not to wear any Panther shirts, you know, sweatshirts because you didn't know what the Philly fans were going to do. Longtime Panthers broadcaster Jim Zoki. We went into uh, one of the uh, downtown sports bars, and we had eight to ten of us there. And we walk in, and somebody yells from across the crowded bar, get the heck out of here. I'll insert heck. It's loud in there. So we turn around and kind of like, uh, smile. I'm not kidding. Get the heck out of here. And I think it was the bartender. It was not a patron. We go in there, and now we feel like we might get into a street fight in this bar just for walking in in Panther gear. Because they think we're Panther fans visiting 
to go sit in the stands and, and be part of the game. We finally muster up the uh, the energy and gumption to sit down in the middle of this crowded bar, and one of the tables talking next to us starts kind of joking around and laughing and whatever. And then they figure out somewhere in the conversation, we're the Panthers broadcast crew. And next thing after, again, they had lost the two previous NFC title games. They're like, hey, you think we can beat you guys? You guys are really good, right? Like so All of a sudden, their tone changed because they knew like we're kind of like insiders that have a little bit more on the ball than just being like they're razzing some fans here. Panthers head coach John Fox had spent the previous five seasons in the NFC East as the Giants' defensive coordinator. Fox knew exactly what to expect in Philadelphia. Anytime you travel in the NFL, you got to take a road warrior mindset, and that's there, there's nobody rooting for us there. It's just it's just who we got right here. You know, some places are tougher to play than others. And, you know, Philly's one of those places uh, where they're throwing stuff at you when you walk through the tunnel and, uh, you know, they hate you. Before the game with the Eagles, Jordan Gross and the players saw birds of a different feather. I remember we pull in, it had been snowing recently. And so the fans were just pelting us with snowballs like crazy like just knocking the heck out of our bus with snowballs and i'll never forget this like an old grandma i mean gray-haired old lady double middle finger just flipping us off as we pulled into the stadium and i just was laughing thinking this is pretty dang cool that their fans care this much what an environment while the players took the bus to the stadium jim zoki and the broadcast crew chose to ride with the locals we take a train to go down to the game from the hotel. I'm thinking in my head, I am not going to wear my Panther gear to go into this underground subway train station just because I don't want the hassle. I don't want to talk. So I wear just a generic black coat, no hat. Nobody's wearing Panther gear. There's a guy down there selling Philadelphia Eagles gear. Everybody's going to the game. The destination of this train is to the game. They're all head to toe wearing Eagles gear. And he walks by, hats and beads, hats and beads, get your eagles, hats and beads. And he walks past us, stops, turns around, walks back to us and goes, I smell cat. (laughs) Before the game, I'm in the press box and one of the Philly writers came up to me, said, you're the play-by-play guy, right? I said, yeah. And he looked at me dead serious. He said, do you honestly think that the Panthers can win this game today? And I looked at him and I said, I said, yeah. I said, have you looked at our season? You know, this team somehow, some way, starting with the first game, has found a way in big moments to win football games. I said, definitely yes. Fires for Pro in the end zone. He got it! Touchdown! Big hole down the sideline. He's gone! And the Panthers are going to pull another one out of their head. Dives towards the end zone. Touchdown! Fires over the middle. Is that intercepted? Yes! It is up. It is good! Panthers have won it in overtime. Smith at the 45 to the 40. Breaks free. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown! Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it. Cardiac. The Panthers' journey to the NFC Championship was a roller coaster ride. It was a season defined by four overtime wins. Good snap. Kick by Casey's on the way. Up, 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 and good! It's good! And the Panthers have pulled it out in overtime. Late game comebacks. DeLone takes the snap, and this is over. Uh-huh. The Carolina Panthers with a stunning come from behind. 
final minute win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Personal hardships. Just a few weeks earlier, you announced that one of your starting linebackers has cancer. And here just a couple weeks later, your linebackers coach has cancer. And you're thinking, holy cow, there are things more important than football. Soul-defining moments. All you can do with adversity and obstacles and difficulties is just to keep going along, do what you do. It's like you just got to keep pounding. And at times, improbable saviors. Jake Delhomme in a quarterback for Carolina. Here's Delhomme back to throw. Looks, looks, fires for pro in the end zone. He got it! Touchdown! But belief never blinked in the face of adversity. Hope always floated. Defensive lineman Al Wallace. We were a ragtag bunch of guys that did not know we belonged in any of those games. So we were playing with house money. We just didn't know that we weren't supposed to hang with some of these teams that we faced. And we fought and we scrapped. And we believed John Fox. We believed in each other. But in this season, hope was more than a metaphor. Hope was real. Panthers offensive lineman Kevin Donnelly. Hope Stout was a legend, a Panther legend. She was a 12-year-old girl at the time that I was able to come across when I was at a Panther game getting warmed up for the game, and she was on the sideline and uh, had a chance to meet her, meet her father, and uh, come to find out that she had osteosarcoma. Hope Stout was diagnosed with osteosarcoma, a type of bone cancer, in the summer of 2003. By November, the cancer had spread, and Hope had been confined to a wheelchair. It wasn't that that really made me bond with her so quick. It was just her love of the Panthers, and that's why I call her a Panther legend. She was there for the game. She wasn't worried about her health. The Richardson family had given them a a suite to sit in, and she was a 12-year-old that was way beyond her age because she's talking football with me like a 35-year-old fan. Riley Fields is the Panthers' longtime director of community relations. It really wasn't until December when she called in to the Keith Larson show in an interview that if you hear it and it does not move you, I'd, I don't know what moves you as, a, as an individual. All right. Keith Larson here. And we have on the phone with us 12-year-old girl who had a big idea. This Hope Stout was given the opportunity to have a wish fulfilled by the Make-A-Wish people. And she said, I want to fulfill the wishes of the other people on your list, of the other kids on your list, basically. An amazing story. And the uh, Make-A-Wish people have decided that they're going to go ahead and do that. And in reading about this this morning and actually having uh, been aware to some extent of hope uh, previously, we just said, hey, it sure seems like Charlotte ought to be able to come up with this million bucks, as insane a thought as it is, Yeah, maybe even by Christmas. So that's the story, and Hope Stout's on the phone. Hello, Hope. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, well, I'm doing uh, fine. I- I'm doing fine. Uh, thank you for being with us on WBT today. Thank you for having me on. Where did this thought come from? Well, it just came from being in the hospital and getting my treatments, and I just saw all these other kids, and they just seemed so happy in there, and they just didn't know what was going on. They were just running around with their little IV poles and stuff, and then I found out that some of them aren't nearly as lucky as me because I had my parents there 
by me 24-7, and some of them didn't have their parents there because they lived in another state or something. And all they're just asking is just to meet Ronald McDonald or just go on a cruise or something. And it just seemed so easy to do. And it just broke my heart that some kids don't get the chance to do all this great stuff because I have that opportunity to go to, like, Cancun or something, and some of these kids just ask for so little, and they might not even have the chance to get it, and I just had to do something about that. I just couldn't live with myself knowing that this little kid's just asking for so little and maybe not getting the chance to get it. Hope's wish was to grant the wishes of the other 155 kids on the waiting list. The cost of that would be close to a million dollars. Just by that one radio broadcast was able to reach so much of Charlotte. People jumped on board from all over the place. And one of the coolest parts about it was it was kids her age, you know, doing bakeathons and, and walkathons and whatever they could do to raise money. And, and so many of these gifts were coming in uh, that were just really low amounts. But the sum of them all totaling up because all the people backing it, getting behind it, really gave us a jump start of trying to reach that million dollar goal. In the playoff opener against Dallas, ABC reporter Lisa Guerrero took Hope's story national. Let's check in with Lisa Guerrero. Lisa. Thanks very much, Al. Well, Panthers right guard Kevin Donnelly was very much looking forward to the spotlight of tonight's game. Not for himself, not for his teammates, but for a 12-year-old girl by the name of Hope Stout. He met her earlier this season. She's been battling a rare form of bone cancer and has become an inspiration to him. Here's an example of her selflessness. When the Make-A-Wish Foundation asked her what she would like granted, she said she wanted the wishes granted of the other 155 children battling life-threatening illnesses in this region. The cost? About $1 million. Donnelly wants to help her raise it. So far, they've raised about $400,000. For information on how you can help, you can contact the Carolina Panthers. It was such a full circle moment because, you know, originally she wanted to, to be in the spotlight and, and have some fame, if you will, but she put that all aside, her wants and needs for others, and it ultimately came back around where she got her story told nationally frankly, to the world, and it's just, it was, it was an amazing moment. Director of Community Relations, Riley Fields. The way this community embraced Hope and how she was inspirational for our locker room and had personal connections to our locker room was a part of that fairy dust. While Hope's prognosis worsened, the prospects of fulfilling her wish grew brighter. Hope had helped plan a gala scheduled a few weeks after the playoff opener against Dallas. It was Hope's event. She had been planning this, and it was a Hollywood theme and a red carpet theme. But on the day after the playoff win against the Cowboys, Hope Stout passed away. Kevin Donnelly remembers. I'd known that um, she was getting close, uh, and um, I kept in close contact with Stuart and Shelby Stout, uh, her, her wonderful parents, and they were keeping me updated on everything and had gone to a uh, midnight vigil that they, or a, a candlelit vigil, I should say, that they had at the house there just days before the game we were going to play before Dallas. But I knew and I was tired from the season. I was, you know, playoffs were coming. It was an important game, but I, I just, I had to be there. And, um, and so it really hit me then. I mean, I, I broke down in tears, it, 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 but 
I think in some way that moment and knowing that Hope was in that, that second floor bedroom, um, still battling and holding on, it, it gave me comfort then when I did hear the news and uh, felt like, um, you know, she came here, it was a short time, but man, she accomplished so much. Hope's impact would continue to be felt. The gala would go on as planned. Two days before the NFC Championship at the Westin Hotel in Charlotte, more than a 1,000 people attended the celebration of Hope. The goal was to raise a million dollars and grant the wish of every child on the Make-A-Wish Foundation's waiting list. We're going to sell this right now with sir. I've got him at 15000 Kevin says he'll give another one if you'll go 15000 too. Yes! $30,000 here tonight. Give him a hand. We just got the updated total. Now, as you know, the goal was $1 million. And in four weeks, Make-A-Wish has raised $1,116,000 in Hope's name. And they're still counting. That night, the community came together and... The moment when it was revealed that the million-dollar mark had been crested, I mean, the entire ballroom was just, uh, everyone was crying, but it, it was it was joyful, it was sadness. There was so much emotion that was built up, but knowing that her wish had been fulfilled, and Kevin and the other offensive linemen, they were at the event, um, they, they supported, you know, what, what the Stout family was going through, and it really created a, a, it's a, it's a special bond, and it's, it's a, it will always be a special part of this organization because the, the team's rocket ship ride through December, through the playoffs, and to the Super Bowl um, was really in lockstep with the community embracing Hope, her story, and trying to help her wish come true to help others. Two days after the gala, armed with hope, belief, and the NFL's best defense, the Panthers took aim at Philadelphia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Carolina Panther playoff football. It's the third postseason game for the Panthers, and as the the case is in the postseason, they get bigger and bigger, and tonight the winner gets to go to Houston in two weeks to play the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. The game time temperature was 33 degrees with a wind chill of 22. Perfect conditions for John Fox. Well, I just wanted to shorten the game, and to do that, you got to be able to run the ball and play defense, and, you know, and it's, it's tough nature. You know, we're, we're going to bring our big boy pads, and, and we're going to show them what toughness is. McNabb again is back to pass. Deep drop, sets up. Oh, there's a sack. Back to pass McNabb, and they got him for a sack. Another blitz is coming. Sacked at midfield. While Carolina's defense set the tone, it was Musin Muhammad that quieted the vaunted Philly crowd. Malone back to throw. Looks, looks, nobody open. Heaves it downfield for Muhammad in the end zone. He got it! Touchdown! What a great catch by Masin Muhammad! After Muhammad's touchdown, he got down on one knee, raised one finger to his face mask, and made the universal sign for silence. A moment 
that would later adorn the cover of Sports Illustrated. People ask me, man, did you know right where the camera guy was or something? Where you got? No, I, I really didn't. I think they found me. It wasn't hard to find out there in the middle of the field in that, you know, that cold uh, January day. After the shush by Moose, Philly fans lost much of their remaining mojo when star quarterback Donovan McNabb took a major hit. First and 10 Philly at the Carolina 23-yard line. The Panthers are showing blitz, and here they come. Oh. McNabb is sacked. They brought him down back at the 33-yard line. I think McNabb was hurt. Donovan McNabb gets tackled, and somebody on our team falls on him, and he cracks a rib. And I'll be honest with you, the air went out the building. Carolina led 7-3 late in the first half when the Eagles got close to midfield. And the Eagles are now faced with a third down coming up. Third and seven from their 43. No huddle. McNabb, here comes a blitz by Cousin. Floats it downfield. Manning, did he pick it off? He did. Ricky Manning with a beautiful play. Come on, man. Yeah. Jump that. Get that. Veteran Mike Minter had become a mentor to rookie Ricky Manning during the 2003 season. Well, it was the big brother, right? You know, seven years in the league, and, and you know, I've done it, and uh, you know, seen a lot. And most rookies don't know the game, and so you know, I, that's what I would just tell him, man, just listen to what I what I'm about to tell you, and, and then go make that play. Because I mean, he was talented. It's just rookies don't have the information or the knowledge. The week prior, it was Manning's interception that set up the game-winning touchdown in St. Louis. Philadelphia on a day when the Panthers' leading receiver only had three catches. Manning equaled that total while playing defense. McNabb short drop looks. It's a slant. Manning picks that off. Ricky Manning. McNabb in the pocket. Plenty of time down the middle of the field. It goes. It's batted in the air. It's picked off by Ricky Manning. Ricky Manning coming back the other way. He's to the 37-yard line. Oh, my goodness, Mike Minner laid out the receiver as the ball got there, and the ball floated in the air. There was Ricky Manning with three interceptions today. Oh, my goodness. We're looking at McNabb and the things he liked to throw, and we just knew that they didn't throw the ball out. Right? They always want to break in. And uh, and so that was that was the telltale. Man, we was beating them up. For a guy you know, in his rookie year to have three picks in the championship game, I mean, I don't know how many times, if any, that's ever happened. He, he was mature for his age, you know, as far as uh, how he prepared. Panthers radio analyst Eugene Robinson. He was a really good corner. That you you got to have really good feet. you got to have good feet and you better have good hands. And Ricky had a combination of both. He could catch the ball. The Panthers' defense spared its teeth all night. They finished with five sacks and four interceptions. Still, it was a 7-3 game until late in the third. First and goal, Carolina from the one of Philly. Hoover in motion to the right. Pitch to Foster trying to turn the far side. Gets over Hoover. Bounces off a tackle. Still keeps the legs turning. And dives towards the end zone. Touchdown! Oh, my goodness! Deshaun Foster, on a play that took a minute and a half, was able to get into the end zone as he kept stretching it outside, bouncing off tacklers. 
and he gets a touchdown. He just kept the legs going, bouncing after one defender after another. I mean, just he refused to go down. 14-3 felt huge in that moment. Like, is this really happening? Is this team really not too many minutes away from getting to their first Super Bowl? Just the effort. Foster, Hoover, the offensive line. That's why this team was so good. That's why they made it to the Super Bowl. And DeLone takes a knee, and guess what? The improbable season for the Carolina Panthers continues. Yes, Charlotte, there is a Super Bowl, and we're in it. We're going to Houston in two weeks to play the New England Patriots for the championship of the National Football League. When the Panthers arrived back in Charlotte in the wee hours of the morning, a hero's welcome awaited. It blew my mind how many fans were at the stadium when we got home that night. Like, it, it was absolutely crazy how excited people were that we were going to the Super Bowl. The crowd was electric. A few thousand people jammed into the middle of town. You know, this is not a wine and cheese crowd. These are avid fans. And when things are going well, you have their unbridled support and attention. It was insane. I never forget watching grown men cry. Like Kevin Donnelly, and he knew that was probably his last year, but seeing him when we're going to take a knee and just just seeing those emotions and like uh, uh, Chris Mangum, that draft seventh rounder drafted here, still here, you know, was the in essence a backup tight end, getting an opportunity to start, and it was, you know, a, a cast off Ricky Pro, nobody wanted him anymore, a little sought off third round receiver that everybody thought was a special teamer, and Steve Smith, you know, Stephen Davis, it, it just kind of one of those deals, and yeah, man, it was... It was fabulous. The Carolina Panthers were in the Super Bowl. 155 children had their wishes fulfilled. Against stacked odds, hope prevailed. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.